Hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of The Post. I watched the second half of The Post. And this is the, the other, other half. half. This is a tour de force of Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks smokes a lot. Okay, that's the thing I wanted to say. We have now gone through almost all of the Oscar-nominated movies. Every single one of them has smoking in it. There's smoking tied to all of them. What about those movies that we haven't seen? Which ones? I have not seen Three Billboards. Oh. Is there smoking in it? Yes, there is. Get out. Main plot point is smoking. Smoking, exactly. Uh, obviously smoking in uh, The Shape of Water. Is there? I think so. It takes place during the 70s. I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, there is. Because yes. yeah, there's that smoking scene next to the yes, security yes, so camera. Like, it's bad for you, but it feels so good. Or exactly. Like that. Uh, but there's only one movie we haven't seen yet that may or may not have smoking in it. I guarantee it's in the war. World War II, <laughs> they, give, they gave people cigarettes, so I, I guarantee there's smoking yeah, true. in it. That's true. Man, smoking up in the smoky-ass <laughs> Oscars. Not only that, there is an actor in this movie that has been in three of the best Oscar-nominated films, Call Me By Your Name and Shape of Water. The dad from Call Me By Your Name is in this movie. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. So he's in three Best Picture nominated. Yeah, a lot movies. of people in this movie. This I is know. an ensemble cast. It is in a lot of ways. A ridiculous ensemble the cast, cast. Is crazy. It there's is actually, hard to keep track. I will say there's one character I recognize the voice, but I, it took me forever to figure out who it was. Is it Saul from Better Call Saul. No, Bob I knew. Odenkirk? I knew. You know, he's a, it was, was it David? It was David Cross. David Cross, which is weird because that means Mr. Show is in the sh- in this movie. Yeah, it's fucking. Crazy. They're sitting right next to each yeah. other, and I'm like, is this a sketch? Because yeah. you guys are obviously wearing wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so weird to me yeah it was really weird it's, a, it's just everyone everyone the guy from uh silicon valley is in this movie the f- americans guy the americans guys in the movie I wanted to write that down i wasn't sure if you knew who he was because you're wearing a wig shut and- up <laughs> and then you also got obviously meryl streep you got tom hanks obviously uh jesse Plemons shows up mm-hmm. in my half of the film oh, i didn't see him uh, the guy from Get Out is in the movie. The dude who said he would vote for uh, Obama for oh, a yeah, third you're term. Oh, yeah, right. He is. He's in the film from the West Wing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, dude, so many fucking people. I feel I'm like sure we're forgetting You people. know what? I think it, when Steven Seward was like, would you like to be a movie? Everyone's like, yes, 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 yes absolutely. Yes, 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 absolutely, 100%. 100%. How yeah. long will it take the film? We're doing this in nine months. All right, that fucking won't dude, take much time. Rush this shit out. I can't believe they made this movie in nine months. They wrote, not even just made from writing to finishing. Like, that's fucking nuts that is a machine that is getting that out there and putting out like movies this is how you know that spielberg is still atop top his fucking game yeah he can still economically make a film a fucking period piece in nine months that is nuts that's as long as it takes to make a baby you mean yeah. a whole fucking movie a child. yes it's nuts to me. And I, I think he rushed it out, too, because of, like, Oscar nomination. And well, also, like, he was Trump like, administration. I got to do this Ready Player One movie. I guess I better make something that redeems my career. Do no fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, clearly he can still make movies. And, like, you know, I mean, I don't know how you feel about the first half, but it's a pretty quality film. Yeah, it's a quality film. I yeah. think uh, even I, – I know – some people have come back. Uh, uh, this is one of those like Phantom Thread situations where some people come back and I feel like they've been like, eh, the it's kind of like boring. It's kind of dull. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I like, think about it. And it's like, I was interested the whole time. But, you know, I also think that maybe I'm a little biased. I and mean, you newsroom. might be a little biased because we both worked in newsrooms, yeah. you know, professionally. It's very and relatable. Like, and so it's very relatable to see all the stuff that happens. Especially like... They're like under the wire. They're the under the wire, film. and they're just like, oh, like there's some great lines, and you know, I'll get to later. Then mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh man, that is this very newsroom. And fucking Spielberg just knows how to shoot something like this. Like I honestly, I wish there was because my have there's not as many scenes in the newsroom, but whenever we're in there, it's like high energy cameras, mm-hmm. like shaking around. It feels like the opening scene. I was gonna say, the Normandy I scene. I'm not 100 percent a fan of the cinematography in this movie. Oh uh, yeah, I want I want you to talk about that because a lot of people relate it to like a Clint Eastwood film. It's very blue. It's very yeah. It's very heavy, heavy tones, heavy tones, and like the fact they use the zoom, but it doesn't really fit. Like it doesn't so feel like no a style. There's no zoom in my half. See, film. it's weird because there's a zoom a couple times, that's but it just seems out of place to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, it's also like a period piece. Yeah, because a period piece, and during that time in the uh, was the 60s, right? I think the, so. um, the you know they during were using Vietnam. zoom fucking. Except for Wives, which I think was not even in the 70s. But they were using the zoom all the time. And yeah. they're like, oh, shit, we got this cool thing. We're going to zoom in all the time. Right. This movie uses it once or twice in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't 100% work work for me. Mm-hmm. And like just some of the way it's shot, it just feels very like really close up and then really far. Like There's no mid shots. Right, right, which right. Which kind of throws it off for me a little bit. Which bums me out because you know, it's not Steelberg's fault 100%. That's 
the cinematographer's fault, who he's been using, I think, in the last couple of films. I was I wondering about the cinematographer, if he's been using um, him for He's a been while. using him a couple of times. So he used I him like for it, Bridge of Spies? I think he used him for Bridge of Spies and maybe used him for BFG as well. Interesting. Um, I could be wrong, though. Anyway. I see, I, did you see Bridge of Spies? I did not. I saw it, and I liked it. Um, I thought it was really good I cinematography. Forgot, I forgot that was a Spielberg movie. I know yeah. Tom Hanks was in it, though. Spielberg's had a rough couple of years. Like, he made... Uh, but Bridge of Spies, I heard, was really good. Huh? Which is why I heard yeah, it was but good, watched but nobody it. watched it. So nobody cares. Nobody cares about BFG. Nobody cared about this movie. Nobody cared about Lincoln, even though nobody gives a shit about Lincoln. Did you say Lincoln in the end? I never saw Lincoln. Okay, Lincoln was good. I wanted to see it. I wasn't avoiding it. But yeah, he's had a rough couple years. I think mean, that's why he's making Ready Player One because he's like, this is gonna be a movie that like is. Listen, I'm just gonna reference my own movies exactly. that were popular. Yeah. yeah, I actually laughed when I saw the trailer for that movie because like it ends with like a fucking John Williams like, yeah. and it's like fucking. I, sh- I remember that that note those notes. In your movies, Mr. Spielberg. Yeah, I don't know. I cinematography is interesting in this. Film. It's it's a, not the it's not fan. like terrible, but it's, it's not the worst. It's not. It doesn't. I, I think as, as far as a movie like this goes, where it's it's you know very very character driven, and it's not like it's a newspaper. How well can you shoot this? It's like you could. You need to really step up your cinematography and make this movie interesting. My biggest problem with the cinematography is I don't know. It's probably just because they shot. It must have shot it digitally. Do you think they shot it digitally? Totally. Yeah. It's really obvious everyone's wearing wigs. Mm. So at least to me, it was really ah, obvious. See, that's, I I didn't catch up on that, but nah. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I feel like you're one. That, you're the type of person who sees camera shots and like mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah. When like almost no one else does. I remember when I first started watching Game of Thrones, I asked everyone like, "Is it supposed to be obvious that everyone's wearing a wig?" Like, I that always bothered me. Yeah, for me, it never I, bothers I, anybody no, else. No, it doesn't. Like so, their wigs, I feel do okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're just one, you're you just seen so many movies, you know, in the bad, like the very. I'm bad. looking at the hairline. What about? Darkest Hour. Could you tell he had makeup on? <laughs> that makeup was really good, but I think it was because it was like, the film was shot to make that makeup look good. Yeah, that was that was a good combination of like that. I forgot he had makeup on. Yeah, he disappears in that role, Mike. I, shut the fuck. <laughs> so anyway, we, we need to talk so about let's this talk movie. about this movie. So there's so much shit. I was a lot. so lost. I was gonna say when I got out of the movie, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for Mike because a lot of it is just like the way. One thing is, is Spielberg is a master at this. Is whole bunch of show don't tell like a whole bunch so of, much so much of it where it's just like a lot of things are explained by characters and what they feel just by like them acting or, just by, or something just happening or seeing something on the ground mm-hmm. and just like little minor things like that which is very hard to take notes by so i apologize in advance for how rough my notes are gonna be see here's the rough thing about that too because we've had this sort of situation before where it's like there's there's so many meta things going on in the film you have to discuss the plot but then you also want to discuss the characters. You want to discuss all this other stuff. That's because you want to appreciate it. You know, it's really totally. difficult. It's really difficult. Totally. Yeah. All right. So let's go into the plot. Right. So we start off in Vietnam in 1966. Okay. Got that good, good Vietnam music playing, which is some you what's know, Vietnam Creedence music? Clearwater, some uh, uh, Spirit in the Sky, Spirit in the Sky, some of those things. You got Creedence Clearwater. For, you got Fortunate Son. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I'm playing some of that music. I don't remember which one. And then some guy. They go like, "Who's that?" This is another point. This is like the very beginning. It starts off with that and they don't explain who this guy is but some guys in the back say like who's that guy with the long hair and they say oh he's from the embassy you know he's observing like how the war in vietnam's doing mm. and that's brilliant because like some other movies would just be like like i'm this i'm blah 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 but it, it, they do it in hey a, a, a you might not know way. who i am like it seems very yeah it seems very basic but it's one of those things where it's like this sets up like hey they're gonna explain everything not to like dumb down the audience and that's another thing is they don't dumb it down for the audience but they trust the audience enough yeah 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 so um they make it easy enough to understand but they don't make it like spoon fed right right, right, it's like a good balance between the two where you could you're you're dose the plot but it's like you can infer most of it because i was really afraid of that because this is a complicated subject matter very complicated and so like while i was taking notes i was like oh shit but like even any parts i was like i'm not 100 sure who this person is they would come back and explain it just a little bit more in a Mm. clever way where it's like Hey, this reporter is reporting to you know his editor about like who this person is, and it's like, oh, okay, now I understand. A little That's bit an more. interesting thing too, because it is like you have to explain a lot of stuff. You have to you explain do. the Pentagon. You got to explain Vietnam. <laughs> the Pentagon. Well, you do. People don't know what the fuck the Pentagon does. It's true. You have to under, you have to explain the Pentagon papers, why they're important. You have to you know you have to explain how a newsroom works. 
It's true. There's it's a lot true. of things. And you yeah, that's one thing that's also cool is, well, I don't want to get too much into this, but like, it's fine. they don't just go into the newsroom. They also explain the money aspect of the newsroom. Which is important. Which is very important. Yeah, and they very, explain that in the NF too. And that's very interesting. Yeah. So anyway, um, so this long-haired guy is going to ex- observe. He's going on an expedition, and they're gone. They're, you know, in Vietnam, and a shootout happens, and a bunch of people die, and the guy, the long-haired guy goes and types it all up in a report. Okay. And he's flying back home. And he gets called up by his two superiors. And one superior says, hey, um, what's your what's your report on this? I think we're doing really poorly in Vietnam. And the other guy is like, well, I think we're doing great in Vietnam. And he's like, what do you think? You were on the field. Neither of us have been. And he's like, uh, and this is, by the way, the guy from the Americans. And I was he, wondering who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says, um, he says, one thing that shocked me is that how little has changed since we've been here. And he's mm-hmm. like, and one guy says, that's exactly my point. We've been sending thousands of troops over here, and literally nothing has changed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're losing this war, losing and money too, losing a lot of money and mm-hmm. a lot of lives. Yeah, um, I mean, but money's more important. Totally, yeah. <laughs> just, just for that money, dude. Um. So, and then the interesting part is it cuts to everyone lands on the ground, and the press secretary, the guy who was saying that we're losing the war, mm-hmm. goes out straight to the press and says. The American people were doing well in oh, Vietnam that I've him. seen, and we're doing a great job, and we're, we're making progress. Do you and know who this guy is? I can't remember his name. Is he McNamara? Who? That's the problem, is there's a lot of names going really quick, I gotta, and, mm, and I was writing as fast as I could. I, I, I believe you. It's really hard to keep track of everybody. Um, yeah. There's no rewind in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, Or pause. There's no pause. There's no nothing. <laughs> Yeah, Robert uh, McNamara was mm-hmm. um, he was the Secretary of Defense at the time. Yes, and so you've never heard of McNamara, Robert McNamara. I think I might have heard the name. Yeah, he was yeah, like I said, Secretary Secretary of Defense. Uh, he's very well known as a very controversial war figure, especially mm-hmm. during that time. Um, they made a movie about him. Uh, Errol Morris made a film about him called Fog of War, where they talked to McNamara about like what it's like to go to war, what's the importance mm-hmm. of war. Very controversial figure. He has the glasses and his hair slicked. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, that's him. That's yep. him. Yeah, okay. Um, so he says, like, yeah, we think we're doing better and we're doing good at this place. So right. um, the freaking guy from Americans is like, fuck this shit. This is stupid. I'm going to go and steal a bunch of files from Top Secret Information. It says Top Secret right on the name, so you know it's Top Secret. Mm-hmm. He takes them and starts making a whole bunch of copies of them and brings it back. And he keeps stealing them and talking to them and copies them one by one. And I'm like, damn, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Have you heard of an automatic copy scanner feeder? Holy <laughs> shit. I had no idea how fucking hard it was to put a newspaper out. Holy, Holy shit. Do they get into that? Like, le- like laying the type, like the type line. They didn't get the laying type line out, but I just saw everyone on fucking typewriters, and I was like, "Oh, well, dude, kill me!" When they're doing it all, it's like they have to write it down on a typewriter. <laughs> then they give it to copy. Copy goes over it. Then they have to give it to another person who has to type all, like typeset everything. And it's yeah. like between all that. You're gonna find fuck ups. Like it's amazing oh, yeah. they didn't fuck up all oh, the time. Oh, they totally did. They totally did. I mean, they did. Yeah. They totally did. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those nuts. things where it's just like you accept it because that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. you're writing this shit out like really quickly. It's the only news source. That's what you're gonna do. You gotta, yeah, you gotta make the presses for the photos. And everything. Did you ever see that? Um, oh, you probably didn't. But in um, when I went to journalism school, we had this like class we would take called like copy. Uh, it was copy editing and design, mm. and they would have like a segment where they would show you this documentary of the last. Um, uh, analog printing of the New York Times. God, and it was they were showing like how it worked, and like all these people who manually did it, are like, well, we're moving to digital now, and it's gonna be much better. Oh but like they're showing how they like move all the type together, and they have to get like these big chunks and like yes. set everything, and these presses all built up just for it, and then yes. they just press it, and I'm like, that's crazy. It's that's a whole, that's a whole art that's just dead now. It's gone. It's gone. I mean. Understandably. Understandably. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, oil. Get rid- Get out of here, oil. There's coal. better stuff going. Yeah, that's what I meant, coal. Yeah. <laughs> coal. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, fossil fuels. They're they're on their way out. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like one of those things where they're like, yeah, it's probably good. It's sad that, like, that art is probably gone, but also, like, it's, it's so better. It's time-consuming. It's expensive. And it's messy. And it is so difficult. Like, yeah. I watch this shit, and it's just like, when we're laying shit out, like, you know, it's like InDesign. You're just fucking with squares. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just fucking you with text boxes. Automatic, you got these automatic, like, aligning things. It's like, yeah. before, it's like you're literally just pasting it on a thing. It is like, fucking I, nuts. I was seeing old uh, school newspapers that we'd have, and they would paste. Yeah. They would get, they'd print out the stories on, like, regular paper, mm-hmm. and then they would paste it. 
and then just scan they it just in. Photocopy they it. just photocopy yeah, it. They just photocopy it and send it to the printer. And it's like, that's nuts. It is so nuts to think about. And just watching it in this movie, I don't know where they got their hands on this shit. I mean, it must have been. Oh, I'm sure it's like, they, uh, what are they going to do with all those old typesets? Like, I don't know. Throw them away. Them. No, they're you think they preserved them? them? There's a there's a museum called the Museum in um, Oh, the Museum. Yeah. I like it. They probably did do that. They probably saved a bunch of those things. <laughs> I was watching it and I'm like, is it CG? Like, this is nuts. <laughs> this looks really this good. It's magic. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I just wanted to say anyway, that. Anyway, yeah. so the uh, American guy was like, I'm going to take all this shit and photocopy it, blah, blah, blah. And he takes it out and. Da, 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 da. Okay, so. Um, what these papers reveal, and yes. they do a, a way, an interesting way of like all these presidents from Truman to uh, Kennedy to Eisenhower. I don't think Eisenhower was. I think Eisenhower was too early. Anyway. I thought Truman. I thought Eisenhower came after Truman. No, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and then he got, and then Truman took over during World War II, I believe. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Anyway, all, right. um, all these people. We're all saying like how there's all these files of them saying like, oh yeah, we were talking about doing the Vietnam War, but then this report tells them how they're all like, nah, man, we think this is disastrous. Like we're not gonna, we shouldn't do this. But ha! Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, you stupid motherfucker! Fuck! <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Roosevelt. You're thinking Roosevelt. I'm thinking Roosevelt. Yeah, FDR. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I just needed to make no, sure. No, that's fine. I'm glad you cracked this on the podcast. And now I feel stupid and will probably feel real sad tonight. Anyway, um, so, yeah. So, basically, it's saying, like, all these presidents are, like, totally saying, like, this war is bullshit. Like, if we ever go into it, it will not happen. Right, but right. publicly, they're like, oh, we might have fun. to do this. We have to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, now, cut to 1971. So, this is much, many years later. This is about five years later. Okay. Meryl Streep uh, is waking up from bed, and there's a million papers around her, and she looks really stressed out. And I'm like, man, that's very that's a very publisher-like life. Yes. Very stressed out when you're running I was wondering who she was when I first walked in. Yeah. yeah. She is the publisher of the Washington Post. Yes. Um, so, it turns out she's running low on funds, and she's talking about taking the company public, mm-hmm. so putting it on the stock exchange, to get some money from the shares they sell to hire the best reporters because they want high-quality journalism. Of course. She is talking to this to one of her um, male um, advisors. I think he might be part of the company. Right, right, right. So, a little backstory. The Washington Post... She kind of inherited it from her yes. husband who killed himself. Oh, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, you that. didn't know that part. I knew did he you? died. He I died. didn't know he how. Straight up killed himself. How? I don't. I don't think I went into that. But oh he my killed God. himself. But he inherited it also from his father. Yes. So she inherited it from her husband. And later on, it's revealed she never expected to she ever expected hold a job. To, yeah, that's one of those things where she did not expect to ever do this sort of thing. Yeah. And. uh so yeah, so no one really expects her to do a whole lot. So, but she's running low on funds. She wants to take a public, and she wants to do the high quality journalism. So she's talking to her male cohort, being like, "Hey, this is what we should do." And he's like, "You need to all." She's like, "He's like, you said all this stuff. When we go to the board and talk about the amount of money we're gonna go public for, mm-hmm. we're thinking like they wanted twenty eight dollars per stock. I think we're gonna have to settle for twenty four or fifty a stock." And she's like, "Why is that?" And she's like, "Well, people are gonna get mad, but you know what?" If we'll still make money and we'll still be able to hire like 25 new journalists because of that. And they'll be high quality because the quality of this paper is important because our readership is different from the New York Times because they're a much higher class of education sort of thing. All right. So um, she's like, I don't know. Like, I, I will do this, but I feel weird about like making this public and not making the newspaper a family business. Mm-hmm. So then, boom, she goes and meets Tom Hanks. And we introduce Tom Hanks, who is. The editor in chief, I believe, of the newspaper of okay. um, the Post, the the Post. Hey, that's the name of the movie. And he is very um, brash, cutthroat, brash, sort of like brash is the perfect word. I can't think of a better word than Thank that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> about he's loud, and he's, he's loud, mean, but he's right. Some of the he's time. right. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those things where he's like he knows a lot. He's an asshole, kind of, but not like a complete asshole. No, he's principled. He's just like yeah, he's principled. He's very like I have these standards. I uphold to them. Yeah. I don't care what you think. I'm doing this. He's like McNulty from The Wire. Pretty much. He has, yeah. <laughs> but with, with a better relationship with With his a wife. better relationship. <laughs> yeah. With most people, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so they talk about like how Tom Hanks is like, well, we got to do this like dumb thing where we have to figure out the Kennedy, not the Kennedy, um, Nixon's daughter, I believe, is getting married. Ooh. 
So they have to send some press report with the lady that they have to report on this. Usually, they don't. They barred her from being invited because she reports on a lot of stuff she shouldn't. Oh yeah. And they're kind of mad about that. Do you know who the lady is? I can't remember her name. Does but she look she, familiar? She's one of the only female reporters in the whole. Do you know who she is? I can't remember her now. She is um, from Mindhunter. Oh. Yeah. It's Mindhunter. Fucking ass. <laughs> Mindhunter. There's no S. Uh, yeah, she's the girl from Mindhunter. And oh, that fringe. makes sense. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. she pisses off people a lot. She's great. Yeah, she's good in this. Mm. Although, she wasn't in that much. She's so. good in everything. Um, bah, 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 bah. So, now it cuts to this other scene where some dude gets with press credentials gets a folder called Project X. This is completely different. Oh, I love that movie. Project, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he runs into the New York Times building. He's a New York Times reporter or some source. And he's like, hey, this thing's from Sheen. I don't know what that is. So anyway, uh, they got this guy named Abe. He's a rival reporter. I, I feel like they're set up to something of like, they set up this thing where the New York Times is kind of versus the Post. Yeah. And the New York Times has obviously got way more resources, way more budget, way more everything. And yes. the Post is this little scrappy paper that is pretty big, but it's not the same not size as no. New York Times. New York Times, even to this day, is like the newspaper, yeah. the news source, you know? Yeah. Um, Except for their opinion pieces. Well, you know. <laughs> what do we? You know what? KKK people just you know, like us. They have jobs. <laughs> Did you know that they uh, also like fascists use computers? <laughs> they like hamburger they're, helper just like just you like and us. me. <laughs> but they also wish that all Jews would die. Yeah. <laughs> they really don't like black people like us. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So this is great. So the uh, Tom Hanks yells at the intern is like, "Hey, go to the Times Building and John find John Hanks." Did I say Tom Hanks? You John said John Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, let me drink more of this whiskey. All right. Yeah, we're drinking some whiskey. Uh, just cause. <laughs> that's what newspapers. To celebrate. That's what newspapers reporter would do. That's right, dude. Everyone's just smoking cigars and drinking all drinking. the time. And that's yeah. very newspaper like. It's a high stress environment. No, that's it's true. still high. What are you talking just about? Just not in the office. Not in the office. They yeah. go out and drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Tom Hanks yells at an intern and is like, hey, go to the Times building and find a reporter by the name of Sly. I don't remember his name. <laughs> and uh, find out what he's working on. And the kid's like, is that legal? And he's like, Tom Hanks is like, what do you think we do for a living, kid? And then he's like, oh, there. He's like, oh, he's, obviously he's kind of more um, amoral. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, whatever, dude, the news. That's how, how do you says. like uh, Tom Hanks' uh, accent in this film? Because he's putting one on. I thought it was good. Okay. I liked it. What'd you think? I Again, it's really hard walking into a movie halfway through because I'm not acclimated to everything. So it's just like, it's a. As I watched more of it, it became more natural. But yeah, at first, I, th I like, think at first I was like, oh, that's. I feel like Tom, Tom Hanks doesn't get many chances to act. That's true. Tom Hanks gets a lot of chances to just be himself. I think the last time he like really powerhoused it was like uh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah. And also, the thing is, it's like he. It's been a while since he's played since Cloud Atlas. He's always played like non-fictional characters. Mm. Like it's a little That's hard. To, it's a little hard to see him as Walt Disney when it's like That's Tom you're Hanks, not dude. Walt Disney. Yeah. It's like a, the guy who ran the the Post, the the Washington Post, is a little more obscure. You know. That's true. That's true. So it's a little easier to see him in that job. So anyway, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. so now Meryl Streep shows up in a boardroom. And she's gonna go pitch the the, the sale. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this is she is the literally the only woman in the boardroom yes. who's pitching this. Yes, that's a big deal about this movie. It is sexism, sexism a lot. Yeah. Uh, how she is very she's, strong in this whole role. She's a woman with a job that like no one expects. Yeah, women to have jobs. Even she didn't expect. That no, yeah, in that's some ways. that's uh, that like that but is. But she rolls with it and she deals with it. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, so um, they do that, and then blah blah blah, talk about Nixon's wedding in the newsroom, mm -hmm. talk, uh, and they go back to the um, boardroom, and they're talking about how the stock prices are they wanted, and the main guy who I believe is uh, it might be like a banker, he might be like an investor or something. Okay, he's the guy you're talking about, the from, guy from the West Wing. Yeah, the guy from the West Wing. Yeah, yeah. And Get Out. Yes, he was saying like he was an asshole in this movie. He was, he was all the asshole. way through, but. He's kind of an understandable asshole. I was about to say, he's an asshole, but he's right he's most of the right time. He's right most of the time. Yeah. That's the problem. He's just saying it how it is. Yeah. And even Meryl Streep at some point says, thank you for your frankness. Honestly, like, 
that's the kind of people I want around me anyway. And I feel like that's what it's like in a newsroom anyway. Is like no one has exactly the same opinion, but that's what makes the newspaper better. Is yeah, like yeah. everyone has argues a lot. Yeah, exactly. But they all kind of respect each other. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. like everyone respects each other. Uh, yeah, like professionally. Yeah, exactly. But in the end, everyone has different opinions. Yeah, but they can argue them. They can totally argue them. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he's complaining about how the stock price is lower, and they're like, oh, well, the bankers like charge you less. You know, they're gonna want to squeeze you a little bit more. But I, I still think this will be a good price, and maybe it'll go up. And, uh, yeah, so, but they're still, like, you know, the price is so low because a woman is the publisher. No. Like, that's why she's doing it. And, you know, like, it sucks. And they say, like, it's an accident. You know, it's an accident. And it's really sad that she had to take care of this business. But, like, we, she might need to talk about selling some more seats, you know, to make it the, the, the company look a little more appetizing to the investors so they'll mm-hmm. want to take it out more. Right. And um, she's pissed, and she's in the other room hearing all this, and she says, like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I don't know why they keep calling it an accident, because he straight up killed himself. Yeah. You know, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. It's not like a David Carradine yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, thank you for your frankness, dude. Um, Get out of here. And, yeah, and that's about it. That's the whole scene is that, like, yeah. she is trying to be, they're trying to work her out. Right, right, right. Okay, so they also mention how Tom Hanks is a brutal EIC and bleeds bunny, and they call him a pirate because he's just crazy. Yeah, and he downloads movies online. He loves the movies. I love them saving Mr. Banks. Uh, so uh, the intern breaks into the New York Times newsroom by saying he delivered. He's delivering a thing. He steals a package off someone and delivers it. Uh, the, and says, like, where's the newsroom? It's 4-6. He goes to 4-6. And he does not find the report he's looking for, but he does get a glimpse of the uh, front page. Ooh. And uh, now, um, blah, 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 blah. so Meryl Streep's having dinner with a bunch of people. And they leave to talk about, and the boys and the women leave to talk about fashion. I'm sorry. The women leave to talk about fashion. The boys talk about politics. The boys and the women talk about fashion. <laughs> and then the dogs hang out and just like <laughs> sniff each butts. other's butts. Yeah. <laughs> boys and women, let's all leave these dogs. Let these dogs smell their, their, smell their <laughs> booties. All right. So, yeah, they do that thing. That so then there's uh, it's revealed that Meryl Streep hangs out with a lot of high company at this point. A lot of people in like higher places. Yes. And one guy named Bob Mc McDermal Dermal McNamara. It's the guy I was fucking talking about, dude. Bob McNamara. Yes. Bob McNamara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob McNamara. I wrote it down very poorly because it was dark and then it, uh, it's a weird name to spell. I Bob McNamara. He's the guy with the hair. Yeah, he's got the hair. Yeah. You know, I didn't recognize him this time for some reason. It's been too long. <laughs> so Meryl Streep is like, yeah. hey, and Bob McNamara is like, hey, Meryl Streep, I love you in all your movies. No, he says, <laughs> hey, um, there's going to be an article that comes out tomorrow, and it's going to be very flattering. So uh, McNamara says want, that? I just want to let you know. And he's like, okay. Oh. So um, she alerts DIC, Mr. Tom Hanks. Yes. And he's like, okay. What does that mean? Do you want to explain what an IC is? An IC? What is an IC? What'd you just say, dude? Who is Tom Hanks? Tom- EIC. Yeah. Explain uh, what that editor is. Editor-in-chief. Sorry. I, I, I'm just so much in I know. I know. Terms. I just wanted to make sure everyone else Obviously, knows. everyone knows an EIC is an editor-in-chief. <laughs> oh, an editor Duh. Doi. All right. Um, <clears throat> so um, they're talking about this. He's like, okay, intern, what is this thing? And they're like, uh... What, well, I didn't see that. I didn't get to talk to him, but I did see the front page, and it was this thing called NEFC. Mm. Not 100% sure what that means, but it's basically NEFC. <laughs> but it's basically the study that took three that says, like, hey, the US knew about these, you know, this involvement in Vietnam for ages. Right. And um, yeah, so the, the intern says, yeah, that's there's a, there's a whole page of that, and we didn't get the scoop. So now everyone's everyone in the newsroom is reading this at the same time about the early release of the Pentagon Papers, which is saying, hey, um, this is a massive story about how everyone knew that the U.S. was going to fail this war. Right, and they still sent boys and over there. they still sent boys over there to die. Woo! So um, Tom Hanks is pissed. He's like, are you guys tired of reading, the new, reading about the news and not reporting it? Mm. And yeah. Everyone is. Everyone's kind of mad, but they don't really know how to fix it. Right. So um, I believe Allison Bree. Yes, you're right. Okay, That's uh, Meryl Streep's Meryl daughter. Meryl Streep's daughter. Yeah. Um, She's also a wrestler. 
Yeah. She's reading about uh, stuff in the news and says, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry about all this, Mom. Like, all these people are your friends, you know? Mm-hmm. She was friends with a lot of presidents. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of people heavy. higher up. Mm-hmm. And it always makes it feel a little weird how it's like, oh, man, these people in the newspaper, like, they have to keep close ties with these people to get these sources. Yeah, man. And... And like that's the peop- a whole that's a whole ten- thing of tension. And the people that own the newspapers are usually highfalutin, so they got they know these people they exactly go to parties with them, yeah. Um, so yeah, that whole study was basically his source was that the whole source was from that one guy, you know, Bob. Yeah, McNamara. Bob McNamara. Wait, and, wait, Bob McNamara is not the source. Well, he's in it a lot. He's in the papers yeah, a lot, but he's not the source. He's not the source, but he's definitely mentioned many times in it. Right, right, right. And um. Tom Hanks comes over and is like, hey, yo, Meryl Streep, I know you got good friends with that guy. Can you give him a source? And she's like, I'm not going to sell my friends. Mm-hmm. I, like, you know, he's a good friend. He's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sell him out. And he's like, you're not going to put pressure to him. And she's like, listen, you never put pre- pressure on Jackie Kennedy or Jack Kennedy. You never did that. And you're best friends with him. You go to the White House all the time with yeah. him. And he's like, I did when I had to, but you're right. Most of the time I didn't. But mm-hmm. you know what? This is one of the times where you have to do it because this is huge. Right. She's like, no, I won't do it. So then it cut to a bunch of people protesting because this whole report came out. Because right. our thing about the war is bullshit. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably the way everyone felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Bob Odenkirk Yay! has a lead he's following. Um, so some random lady comes by yeah. and she says he has some lead and like some other way. So. He goes off and does that. So some random lady comes by the newsroom and drops and asks this random reporter and says, hey, are you important? He's like, I'm just a general assignment reporter. And she's like, okay. And drops a whole bunch of papers on his desk. Uh-huh. And then he goes up to the to the EIC and um, John Hanks is like, nah, I don't want to. I don't have time for this. And then he goes to the managing editor who no one cares about. And he's like, I think I have something. And he's like, oh, reads it. And he's like, oh, shit. And he goes to the EIC and is like, I think we have something. And he's like, oh, yeah. Where'd you get this? And she's like, some lady. And he's like, and he explains it in the most awkward way. And this is a really accurate, accurate, accurate representation of what's called bigfooting in the journalism world. Okay, where someone gets dropped a really big story, but because they're not skilled enough, or because they, the newspaper uh, higher ups do not trust you enough, they give the newspaper story to someone else, despite mm. you having the gotten lead. the story. And it's really funny because he's standing there and he's like, "Oh, the lady was like wearing this. She kind of had like, you know, hippieish clothing on and all that stuff." And they just ignore him completely, and he's being really awkward. I'm like, man, this is real. When you get real nervous when you're talking like the head honcho, but you're this, just a general assignment reporter. This seriously sounds like so inside baseball, and I'm loving it. I know. Yeah. It is. And it's it's one of those things where if you, you see it often enough in some movies because, you know, journalism does get a decent amount of movies. You know, you got right. spotlight. It's an, a it's an exciting thing. It's an exciting thing. You're yeah. breaking breaking news. All the President's Men. Um, Yeah, it's a great yeah. movie. Um. But some of those things where if you work in those environments for a little bit, you're like, oh, yeah, that's... Totally I recognize something. this. I yeah. recognize it. You don't even have to work in it long. You just know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big footing, eh? Big footing. That's the term. Mm. Uh, Willow Creek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, we got the front page for the next week. So anyway, Bob Odenkirk starts calling on the people where the link came through, and the guy denies it, and so that's that. Uh, Meryl Streep goes in there with some bankers, and it's, oh... And I finally realized at this point that one guy's um, David Cross. <laughs> He has like such he's wearing a, like glasses. He's like wearing glasses. He's a little bit larger. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not blue. I knew his exact voice, so like his voice came across so clearly. And he's I was not like, blue. Really... He's not. He doesn't have the mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not in the Alvin and the Chipmunks so film. So they got this kind of story. They got. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll run some stuff in the Pentagon Papers, but they can't. And also, there's a lady from the Wire. The um, oh, what's it? McNulty's lady friend for a little bit the lawyer oh uh i can't remember her name connie coon connie coon yeah. she's also in that show you love so much the leftovers no 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 not her she's not in it is she yes connie coon is in this i think uh his name's not connie coon it's um uh shit but i'm thinking of someone, <laughs> oh, thinking of someone completely though the, but she's in yeah, the, the chick that mcnulty's married to no, the oh. lawyer lady god damn it the lawyer lady i don't she, know she's got the red hair she has the red hair uh, oh whatever. Okay, okay fine. Whatever. She's in it. <laughs> I love her. She's great. Um, okay. so um, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, Carrie Coon. That's her fucking name. It's the same girl. Yeah, but that's a different person. I'm talking about someone else. All right. I'm just saying the name you got wrong. Oh, okay. Connie, not Carrie. Got Con- it. It's Carrie. Carrie. Anyway, Connie. so um, 
Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. So she finds out, oh, the wire's already running, and the New York Times is already reporting on this. And the really wire? Sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call the news wire, Mike. Ooh. Um, they already got it, and they already found it. Okay. Um, so they can't report on it. So now we cut to Nixon getting really pissed. Mm-hmm. It's just in the background, him showing, and he's like, I'm going to prosecute the people who gave it to him. Uh. And can we prosecute the Times? They're like, oh, we never done that before, sir. He's like, I don't care. Do it. And so they um, then say the New York Times has been refrained from publishing any, any more of these papers Ooh. until like a court sees them. So it's almost like one of those like soft gag orders. And this has never been done in the history of journalism where a a president has actually gagged like a newspaper from publishing a certain you know subject mm. you know freedom of the press is one of the one of the first it's, amendments it's a man. Te- it's testament it's yeah. the first amendment yeah yeah but um, you know what's more important the second one well you know <laughs> got to have that's, more guns that's how you order importance is second the is second after first, first is the worst second's the best <laughs> yeah sure third amendment is the one with the hairy chest <laughs> What is the Third Amendment, Mike? Can you name that? Uh, yep. All right. Do you know what it is? Nope. You son of a bitch. Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I just wanted it because I knew you wouldn't because I couldn't. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, man, no soldier shell in time of peace. And oh, yeah. Quartered it's, any that's the quartered house. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, that's an important one. That's an important one. I don't want my house occupied by a bunch of soldiers. It's not when it's brought up often enough, I'll say. Because we're usually... Guess what? War hasn't happened yet in U.S. soil, really, except yeah. for the Civil War. <laughs> and I'll say the amendments were very were they even. Hey, in- man, war on drugs. <laughs> war on Christmas. <laughs> Need I go on? <laughs> All those soldiers staying in people's houses over Christmas. <laughs> Ethan is slapping his knee. That's one of my silent laughs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I laughed a lot because yep. I'm just thinking of all these soldiers huddled out this Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they like come We're like, we can't have you, Christmas tree. They come, they come to the door. They, they smash that Christmas tree down, put up a fucking <laughs> Hanukkah shit, and then just like, yeah. What's up? The people. The menorah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Hanukkah shit. The people in the house name. are like, what are you doing here? He goes, we're Christmas, bro. <laughs> Ain't you heard? Yeah, where's the fucking eggnog? <laughs> It's the middle of July. <laughs> we got to start early. You got to strike early. Yep. This is a preemptive strike on the Christmas. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Not enough has talked about the soldiers during the war on Christmas. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So, um, Were you making a joke about Trump, by the way? <laughs> probably. I don't remember what I was doing. Oh, uh, do you ever hear Nixon talk? Yeah. That's actually Nixon. Yeah, they just use the lines from him. They use like the tapes. Those right? are actual recordings of yeah, Nixon. Which is crazy. Which is nuts. Cause I'm listening to him, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> I mean I can't believe you said this. What a jerk. <laughs> I, I don't want I don't want to speak out of term here. I don't want to tell but tales maybe out of his we school. should impeach that, that guy. That guy's kind of a uh, kind of a meanie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> so um Meryl Streep is just hanging out with the publisher of the New York Times because you know that's what you do yeah. and the New York Times guy gets a telegraph and says hey uh, the White House says you can't publish any more of that shit. shit and he's like what the fuck and he leaves and Meryl Streep's like I'm gonna call that EIC of mine and be like hey you know what the, the, the guy's got a gang order yeah. and he can't say anything and maybe we shouldn't post anything because maybe we'll get in trouble too. Yeah. Tom Hanks is like, nah, this is the good shit. We're going to get it. The New York Times has been our only rival. Yep, yep, yep. And we're going to post it. And hey, Bob Odenkirk, you're the one who's, who's going to be in charge of this. Why? Because he's got that lead. He's got that lead, you know. But I thought they were going to Bigfoot him. No, no, no. The other guy was, oh. the general assignment was given to Bob Odenkirk. Right, 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 right. Bob Odenkirk has his own lead. He knew from some people he knew. Right, right, right. Uh, so Tom Hanks is like, we're in the ball game. And so now. Meryl mm-hmm. Streep goes to the place where she's going to open up the American Stock Exchange and make it public. And it's a very interesting scene because she comes up and there's all these women standing outside and they open the door and it's just a whole bunch of men where the actual stock exchange is happening. Mm-hmm. And she's like, kind of a sausage I'm fest. Very, I'm very, I'm very intimidated. Very do not much like the sausage fest. <laughs> I wish there was less sausage here. <laughs> I do prefer burgers. Uh, so, um, and she's like, okay, now we're going live, blah, 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 at 26.50, you know, $26.50 a share. Right. And as much as footage of people going crazy at the stock exchange. Whoa. And I was thinking about, like, this is a thing that not many people will know or think about probably, but me as a millennial investing in the stock market. How the fuck did you invest in the stock market before the internet? I don't know. 
Because I've only Talking done the wrong the guy here. I know. I've only done it on the internet. Yeah. And like, it's I see all these people like jumping around and like throwing like fucking bills everywhere. I'm like, do you get someone to like invest for you then? Like, I don't understand how that shit works. You like, gotta get an old guy on this show, man. You gotta you get tell that, us all about it. Oh man, how did you invest in the stock market before we the internet? Stones! <laughs> Sticks and stones! I had my abacus to say <laughs> how many stocks I had in Cisco. And then Chevron was the blue tiles. I shipped them to the side and I had I knew they were all worth, you know, a dollar a share. So I had ten dollars. I had so many. I had it. Yeah, only buy my shares. Abakai is what they like to call them. <laughs> Poor little abacus, abakai. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> you see, it was a very complicated process. Now I just have computers and Bitcoin. The cryptocurrency is ruining the stock. One of those, a bunch of mummy coins running around. <laughs> What's this cryptocurrency? <laughs> Uh, a Bitcoin boy, I wouldn't have a bit of that if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't touch oh. the Ethereum. <laughs> what is that? Dogecoin, that is but a pet doggy. I wouldn't invest is in Dogecoin any dog. Is Dogecoin real? Yeah. That's so weird. It's a, it's a real thing that happened and apparently has some legitimate purpose in the world. It's nuts. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, back to crazy. Movie. I don't want to talk about that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I just want to say, like, I just saw you running on a stock exchange. How do and they do it? I don't understand. How do they do it? <laughs> How do they do that? So, um, ba -ba -ba -bum. yeah. What next? So basically, they're talking about like the whole gag art, and like they never stopped the newspaper from doing this before. And Meryl Streep's thinking about it very pensively, and I'm like, mm. "What is she thinking?" Ooh. And uh, Bob Odenkirk calls a payphone and tries to get a hold of this other person, and they find out um, the guy who leaked it is Dan Brown. No, Dan is the guy <laughs> from the Americans. Okay. And Bob goes to a hotel to meet him, and he goes and there's like a whole bunch of volumes of these papers oh. that no one's seen. He's like, "What?" He's like, "I leaked them one at a time, but like." You know, obviously the newspaper can't print them anymore. Mm. He's like, oh, man, you know, I wanted to do this because, like, they were talking about rigged elections and they violated the Kajiva Convention. Like, all these presidents did. It wasn't just Nixon. It was, like, all these presidents. Right. And they wanted, to know, they wanted to win the war even if we were losing. <laughs> I think you should trust him, though. He's a Russian spy. I know. I was thinking <laughs> that the whole time. Like, he's a Russian spy. He's, post he's posting those memes on Facebook. Yeah. He's so, a book of faces. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, like, you know, all these, you know, some people didn't want to quit because they thought it was morally unjust. They didn't want the North people in. But then, like, 70% of people said they didn't want to quit because the, or they didn't want to back out of the Vietnam War because they were embarrassed of oh. the Americans losing a war for once. I mean, this is a pretty embarrassing it's Pretty thing. embarrassing. But Luckily, like, that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, 70% of people, we don't want that to happen. There's like, and uh, Bob and Cor is like, you would go to jail for this. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, wouldn't you? If you're, you know, if your country is doing this. And yeah. he's like, yeah, in theory. In theory. And American guy's like, well, you're publishing these, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to publish these. And he's like, well, it's not a theory then, is it? Mm. I'm like, damn. In the press, don't stress that far. Maybe I don't know. We'll find out because they gagged <laughs> the New York Times unprecedented. Nixon's crazy. What's up? Anyway, Ethan, what do you think happens? I don't know, man. What happened? What are you? What, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? I don't know, man. I was on the edge of my seat, just like when I watched Lincoln. I was like, are they gonna read? Are they gonna make the thirteenth amendment? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Should do nothing in the past. What's gonna happen to him? <laughs> Will he live? <laughs> I remember watching Titanic for the first time. I'm like, what is going to happen to this ship? Is something bad going to happen? <laughs> Did you really think that, though? Because you're young enough that no, maybe, well, of course okay, I what right the fuck is going to happen to Titanic? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some people didn't get taught that. And the parents were like, let's not. Let's avoid spoilers for these kids. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Bob Odenkirk calls Tom Hanks. Is like, hey, I got him. He's like, oh, shit. I got to go meet him. And he's like, bye, Wi-Fi. I have to go go to Mel Street's house and be like, hey, um, I'm going to crash this party you're having. And it says, hey, hypothetical question. If we can publish a paper that indicts a whole bunch of your friends that you're hanging out with literally right now, <laughs> are you okay with that? And he's like, she's like, uh, I guess. And she's like, I want to make sure you aren't in the pockets. And are in the pockets of these people. And he's right. like, well, they're just my friends. Like, I don't take money from them or anything. And he's like, okay, listen. I never felt real I felt real bad when I went to, you know, Kennedy's assassination and I met Jackie, like, right afterwards. Mm -hmm. And she had blood still on her dress. And 
she's like, you cannot describe any of this to paper. And like ever since then, I always thought of, you know, Jack as a friend. But now it was like, oh, now they see me as a newspaper reporter. Right, they right. see me as a newspaper person. He can't. He can't talk about the guy. And the I can't talk about that anymore because you know, <laughs> the guy in the grassy knoll. Yeah, because I always. Thought- <laughs> Because I, but it's interesting because he always thought of them as like friends, like he couldn't separate it. But now, but they always knew they always saw him as a newspaper person that could like ruin their career. That's nuts. And um, he's like, I don't want you to think about the same way. Why was she covered in blood? God, (laughs) let's not talk about that part. Okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. We can make a joke about uh, 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 Abraham Lincoln, but we can't make a joke about. Oh, that's way farther in the past. Okay. Not not enough time has passed since Kennedy. Really. Well, we didn't see a video of um, uh, uh, Lincoln getting shot. We didn't see a video of uh, JFK. We saw a film. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) So anyway, um, so she's like, you you know, you can't hold these people accountable without a newspaper. And she's like, you can't hold these people accountable without a newspaper. Because it's like these people also help fund the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the end of my scene. Fuck! Wow. Okay. I put a lot. Like that was a lot. I'm sorry that first half was so it's long. It's all right. But like, this I'm gonna that's try a lot of inside inside baseball. A lot of inside baseball. But you know what? That's one thing that we can provide. That some kind of yeah. 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 Some kind of perspective here. So first thing I see, Jesse Plemons shows up. He's gonna be their senior legal counsel. Man, I'm not see Jesse Plemons at all. I'm glad he's in it. It's great, man. He's really great. He's he's. It's funny because they say he's like I'm your senior senior legal counsel. He's like a kid. They're like, when did you graduate college? You know, or graduate, yeah, anyway. So I uh, wrote, Bob and David are in this. Then there's the McNamara study. Bob lied to papers. Streep talks to him. Bob McNamara lied to the papers. And Streep is like, why did you lie to me? You know, I thought we were friends. And he goes, look, I'm sorry. There <laughs> it goes. Um, every- oh, wow. Sounds like, sounds like they know. Yeah, no. He, she says, that. like, I have all these things and we're going to take it to press. And he's like, he's like, I really don't think you should do that. <laughs> and she's like, I don't need you to tell me what to do basically. damn yeah it's pretty great um and so but basically like the problem here is they have not read all the paper because they've only had this for like seven hours yeah it's very big there's a lot of paper there's a ton and so the thing is if they run with this story and anything in that paper will lead to any of like any damage to like american boys in vietnam or any of that stuff they will be indicted like they they will go to prison obviously as you know and so the idea is is they're bringing plemons and uh the guy from um S- uh, silicon valley uh the tall dude who, who's got books you know what i'm talking about yeah him the, both of them are in it they're both legal counsel they're both need to go over everything and make sure that they have legal footing to do this as you do yes especially because new york times is getting that's the other thing by the president. It, that's the thing too is they're like if the times is in there we should print it because then we'll get ahead of them because they have but the gag we order. Have to be safe. We have to be safe. We don't want the same thing to happen. Um, do, 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 do. This is the post. The Times is in court. It's this guy named Fritz. You know who Fritz is? I guess he's one of the people that works at the newspaper. Uh, he is, disagrees with Hanks completely. And he's calling Meryl Streep and being like, look, we cannot run with this. What's he looking like? I don't know. He's got glasses. He's kind of fat. Is it David Cross? No. I would have said David Cross. <laughs> it might be the guy who originally got the papers. Maybe not, though. Probably. I don't know. But he he disagrees. And so he, uh, Meryl Streep is at a party talking like to all these big like people. And then she gets called away, called to the phone. She's surrounded by uh, the 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 um, money people. The guy from um, West Wing. Hmm. He's there. He's on the phone. She's on the phone. Fritz is on the phone. Hanks is on the phone. Everyone's on the phone. They're like, Hanks is like, look, we have to go through with this. Fritz is like, look, we can't. Um, uh, the people uh, who run the money are like, look, if you run with this, we're going to lose a shit ton of money. And, you know, it, it will be fucked. We will lose money. People will be pulled out of our newspaper. And she's like, no, let's go with it. I've made the decision. We're going to run with it. So they do. Layout's all been done. Everything's getting ready. Plemons keeps coming up to Bob Odenkirk and going, look, I need your source. Bob Odenkirk's look like, look, I've told you a hundred times. I'm not going to give you the source because I said it would protect him. And then Plemon says, look, here's the thing. It's not about protection about, about him. The thing is, if the, t- did you get this information from the times? And Bob Odenkirk's like, no. And then Plemons is like, well, did you get your information from where the times got their information? And then Bob Unerkirk's like, maybe. And they go, see, 
that's fucked because if you both, if the Times and you got information from the same mm-hmm. source, that's collusion. Mm. And you guys are fucked if you run with this, if you both got it from the same source, you know, because same thing. So, um, scene about Streep being brave. Hank's like, look, I'm brave. And Hank's wife is like, no, Streep's way more brave because she's a woman. Streep says she never expected to be in this position because she's a woman. There's this, she has this fucking sad line. She's uh, talking to uh, Alison Brie about this. And she's like, dog walking on his hind legs. What, what did she say? <laughs> Woman, she, she's Dog's on a hind leg. <laughs> it's she's like this really quote. drunk just talking to her. Community is a freaking <laughs> show. Dogs on a hind legs, the human being. For some reason, Steven Spielberg just rolling. <laughs> I'm going to take ecstasy and write the script. The quote is like a woman preaching or a woman in power is like a dog walking on its hind legs. It's like funny basically to watch. She's like, that's what I grew up with. Like that idea. And the fact that I have this job, she's like, I never expected to work. I have never worked a day in my life until I was given this job because your dad killed himself. I didn't know that. You said your dad died. Uh, So yeah, so this scene's really emotional and everyone's crying. Because Meryl Streep is acting her sh- fucking ass off. <laughs> uh, so um, people are typing it up. Type is being set. The ink is prepared. I'm just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then uh, Hanks comes to Streep's house and tells her that they might have a problem because of the source thing. Um, so everyone comes by Streep's house and they're like, look, this is a bad idea. We can't run with it. And Streep's like, no, we're going to do it. That's the way it is because our paper has standards to uphold. So they do. Um, then they run it, they print it. It's amazing. Then the attorney general calls, and they're like, look, this is from the Secretary of Defense, and the documents that you have uh, put out are top secret, and we're going to take it to court. And he's like, and Tom Hanks is like, cool, sounds good. So then they go to court, and uh, there's a whole court case. Everyone's saying why this was a bad idea, and now they're at court with the Times. They're right there with them. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, man, this is crazy. And then I'm like, oh, my God, the Eye from the Americans is on TV. That's amazing. <laughs> and then... Uh, Tom Hanks comes into Meryl Streep's office and just starts throwing down all these newspapers. There's like 10 or 20 newspapers. All of them are running with the Pentagon paper story. And he's like, look, we're not alone now. Everyone else is doing this. We started this. We're going to, you know, this is going to keep going. And then uh, Streep goes to court and some lady that works for the government says that she hopes that Meryl Streep wins. And she's like, I probably shouldn't be telling you this. Um, <laughs> and then the guy from Call Me Very Name of Shape of Waters in the movie. And then the court has made a decision six to three. The Post wins. And uh, uh, one of the, uh, the, 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 it goes, this went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said six to three, the post wins. Feeding of the press is important. And then uh, one of the guys in the Supreme Court says, the press serves the governed, not the govern, not those who govern. And it, wait. Damn. The governed, not those who govern. And I'm yeah. like, shit, bro, that's true. <laughs> and uh, That's some good shit. That's some good shit. And then Meryl Streep says that, uh, she says, my husband used to say that news is the first rough draft of history. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. All right. And then they're walking away, and it's all like solemn or whatever, because they're like, oh, this all worked out. And then Meryl Streep says the line that's like, oh boy. And I'm not making this up. This is gonna sound like I made this shit up. She didn't. She says, I like to fuck apricots. No. She says, <laughs> she says, I don't want to live through something like this again. And I'm like, oh boy. I get it. I get it, buddy. Fake news. I get it. Um, and then, yeah, you know. And then um, when we have a scene, which I was shocked, it's actually fucking like audio of Nixon on the phone. He goes, I don't want the post anywhere near the White House. I don't want the post at my daughter's, you know, weddings or birthdays or anything. If I see them anywhere, you're fucked. You understand me? He says it on the, on the phone. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. Okay. He goes, okay, great. And then cuts to black. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Ending. And then we see the Democratic Committee on this door and we see like a guy showing up with like a flashlight and he opens the door and he get he gets on the phone and he goes, Hey, I believe there's a a burglary in in, uh. in progress. And they go, Oh, where is it? And he goes, You know Marvin Barry? Listen to this. And then he puts the <laughs> No, he says this is the Watergate. So what do you think happened next? Oh, uh, this is the prequel to All the President's uh, Men. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. That's the movie. Huh. It's pretty right. good. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the ending. Yeah, I don't know why they did that part. Neither do I. And I it w- guess it's just like, no, Nixon got his shit dead. It's like 
But it's we like know what happened to fucking Nixon. <laughs> like you don't have to tell me about Watergate. I don't know. I feel like you always have to make that in case like some kids are seeing some this or dummies. something. Yeah, and they just don't know. Well, the biggest problem for me, again, I only saw half of the movie, but like everything was pretty much like it, it was like in real time. Like you know, it was like within an hour, like a, a ser- like a matter of hours, these events were occurring, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it was like the court case, and then it was you know. The court case goes to the Supreme Court, and then it's Watergate. It's like yeah, and that, that shit starts just fast. jumping, and it's like, guys, like this could have just been about. Well, this, they also you know? did. I mean, they did that in 1966. No, for uh, clearly, a while, and then they clearly, and then again, it's like I don't know the span of the film, but yeah, it was it was it was all right. It was all right. I'm not a big fan of the ending because it's a little silly. Um, but you know, corny. What are you gonna? But it's Spielberg. What are you gonna do? I was gonna say like the ending of Lincoln is very bad too. How does it end? What happened, to, what happened to Lincoln? <laughs> That's the thing is it ends with that scene and it's like we all know. Yeah, yeah, Sort of yeah, thing yeah. where it's like well, it's obvious. You could just let that part out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Okay, what do you I, think about I it? I actually I like this movie a lot. I like this movie a lot. Um, I feel man. like it's one of those things I know. Um, I feel like I liked a lot of the plot and the way it was directed. I think the acting was all very solid all around. Yeah. I don't think Dude, any- Kirk was amazing in this I would say everyone was like really, really good, but no one was like Absolutely mind blowing. You know what I mean? I thought I thought Odenkirk was really fucking good. It was really good, but I don't think it was like mind blowing. Is yeah. that fact of like, oh man, like this person should have got a best, you know, an picture Oscar or, or, or like that. <laughs> this one guy should have got a best picture nomination. Yeah, yeah, like nobody got like no one a, like, but like as an ensemble, like everyone was super powerful. Like I the, agree with uh, that. The, a good ensemble the script cast. was tight. Um, the direction was good. I do think, yeah, I, I will agree that ending probably was not very great. I thought like some <laughs> of the, um. Individual lines are a little bit Sorkin esque, of like a little bit too hopeful. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a little bit too like no one talks this way. Yeah, sort of thing. But I, I still really like this movie. I thought mm. I enjoyed it. But while before we started this podcast, I was Tell thinking, me. I'm like, hmm, I don't think it was a very memorable movie. Mm. Like, it's very good. What movie? <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it's like the most memorable movie. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about now. Episode's almost over. We're done. We watched almost all the movies. What was your favorite movie this year? Out of all the movies we've seen on the other half, or no, all the movies, oh. all the movies you saw this year? Oh, Get Out. All right. Well, what movie? Well, I said Get Out. I will leave, but just tell me what the movie is. <sighs> well, the movie. What movie? By Jordan Peele. Who? <laughs> you can't do this to me. <laughs> you can't, Mike. The joke's over. <laughs> it is. Yeah, Get Out was really good. I really like Get Out a lot. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, that is one of the movies where I sat and I'm like, there's really nothing wrong with this movie at mm. all. Like, it is a perfect It's plot. a solid film. Yeah. It's, there's nothing. It's just weird to see, like, a horror comedy becoming, like. But it's know. so much more than that. Like, no, it, it is. No, obviously it's deeper than that. But, like, if you were to put it in a genre. Yeah, it is horror and it is. It's comedy. a horror. It, it's more horror than comedy, but like yeah. it's, it's also more. I would say more thriller than any of those. That's what always fucking happens. What some horror movie ends up getting nominated for an Oscar and it becomes a psychological thriller every fucking time. Silence of the Lambs. It's not really a horror movie. It isn't as much though. It's a scary film. It is scary. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Anyway, my favorite was the was Cuso. <laughs> but by, the, okay, but the movie that should have at least been nominated. Was uh should have been uh the Florida Project. Florida I really Project, enjoyed yeah, that. You film. Said Florida Project, it's yeah. really fucking good. I don't know why it wasn't. I would have taken like uh Darkest Hour off this list and put Florida Project on. <sighs> Darkest Hour is the old person. Uh, yeah, I probably would. You already got that. fucking the post. The post is a perfect. Good I was say like film. Darkest Hour could just be good for that that fucking uh, lead actor nomination. Yes, and I then agree. Take it off for, and makeup. Yeah. Give it for yeah, lead actor and makeup. It definitely does done. something, but it does. I don't think it. Yeah, Not best picture. No. No. Yeah, um, Florida Project was like way better. I'll, I'm still thinking about Florida Project all these weeks, months later. What is that? What the movie we watched? The third one we watched. What was it? Uh, <laughs> Lady Bird. Man was good. Oh, Lady Bird was good. Phantom Thread. I felt like that was one of those things that I had to kind of put that in there. Yeah, yeah. It could have been knocked off for something better. Mm-hmm. And then, is there any other movie we didn't see? I can't think of one. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think of anything. I can't think of anything. Yeah. I think we've seen them all. I think we have. I think, yeah, yeah, you, we, you, saw, you saw Three Billboards, right? So. Yeah, no, yeah. I saw Three Billboards. And then we also saw that one with the water. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yeah, shape that's water. the one. Shape it it takes place in the I old timey days water. with water. Really yeah, good. Shape of Water is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw the movie that took place around Dunkirk. 
Darkest Hour. That yeah, one. Darkest yeah, Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we saw that, that one. We saw that one. Yeah, so we've seen all the best. Yeah, we saw all the best picture movies. So, but yeah, I think I don't know. Favorite movie probably still Get Out. I still really, out. I honestly though, I keep thinking about Shape of Water, and I keep liking it more and more the more mm. I think about it. Yeah, the aesthetic. I just love how it looks. It's I love so how it's directed. Pretty. If that movie doesn't win best, like cinematography, the cinematography best direction, like I'm really mad. Yeah, me too. Because like it's. I will. I might cry if Del Toro wins Best Director. Oh, I might do it. He's such a sweet man. He's so cute. I love him. He's such a sweet Who man. do you guys think is going to get Best Picture this year? Please, if you have any ideas or ideas, like you know, <laughs> any guesses. I suggest a few people should be Oscars. <laughs> Please uh, send us to our Facebook, our Twitter, or Instagram. You can also email us at email com. And if you want to listen to all of the previous episodes of this Oscar month, you can find them at iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating review. We will read it on the show, no matter what it says. Even if it is highly secret, top-secret documents about some horrible, you know, corruption in the government. Because it's probably fake news anyway, so it's not a problem. It's okay. Russia probably made it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, this has been an interesting experiment. I like this. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. really good. I did not like... Staying up really late watching movies. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was um, a little tough getting through all this, but you know what? I think it was fun. Seeing. It was worth it. Because you know what? Now we all have opinions about the Oscar movies, and we could sit there watching the Academy Awards mm-hmm. and be like, mm-hmm. "This movie was uh, it's okay. This man. movie was quite all right." This uh, is how we talk when we watch television. No, <laughs> we put it on this. Well, no, Get Out was much more sophisticated than Lady Bird and had much more things to say than some <laughs> coming of age movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ladybird had way more female characters than Darkest Hour. <laughs> Three billboards. Mm, that's way more than two. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.